Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Are you passionate about creating amazing podcasts? Terrific. You are in the right place. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Susie New. Welcome, Susie. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Um, oh, so many things, so many things. And I always have problems deciding what to talk about because usually the last thing I did was listen to one of your episodes. So your episodes are a little technical. <laughs> Very technical. <laughs> not all of them, I should say. Not all of them. Oh, okay. So the ones, the, the ones that I skipped through and the one that I listened to was very technical. And quite honestly, it was, uh, do you know how long it was? I think it was like 35 minutes, 37 minutes. I actually listened yeah. to it at single speed. That's how wow. I went for reels from wow. the beginning to the end. Um, and it's about anesthesia, anesthesiologists. And Correct. this particular one was about anaphylactic challenge testing. Is that how you would put that? That's right. I feel like you're yes. saying <laughs> <you laughs> like um, that. I don't know why I found it. I mean, I do know why I found it so interesting because you're interesting to listen to. And I want to talk a Thank little bit you. about kind of where you come from when you're asking questions and the way you think. Um, your guest was, oh, uh, <laughs> trying to curse, a freaking font of detail and knowledge. Oh, it was like- Wasn't he, he brilliant? <laughs> He was like, okay, so I basically invented all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love getting Um, to the source like that. It's incredible, isn't it? And you asked him at one point in the show, you asked him a question. I'll link it in the episode notes if you want to listen. It's fun. But at one point you asked him, and I think you said, asking as if I'm five. (laughs) And then you asked him a question that was not a five-year-old question. It was like, when you're in this drug with them, it was like a complicated thing. Um, But I just... I don't want to say I was fascinated, but I really loved the honesty. Like you and I were talking before about how much of oneself appears in the show. People won't yes. up to you and say, like, I feel like I know you. And you're like, really? Yes. I've never met you before. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that your attitude about how you approach creating the show, how you approach learning and how that happens in the show, I think that's um, not unique, but definitely special. And that's like a oh, really cool you. thing. Oh, thank um, you. I'm going to guess the answer is that I know the answer to this, but have you always been that way or did that really like blossom in podcasting or? Both, I think. I, th- I think I naturally have a bit of a curious mindset. I've always had a learner mindset. And I think if you come from a position of wanting to learn, you can't by then come from a position of being arrogant. If you assume you know everything... <laughs> You, you, you know, you've <laughs> lost that opportunity. You close that door, right? Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's it's grown. It's perhaps become more sophisticated as I've become a podcaster because you're listening back to yourself. Hmm. And at first, you know, you have those moments of, oh, you know, in, I think in that instance <laughs> during that podcast, I'm thinking, I, I really think I should know I really the answer to this question. So if I just frame it as, you know, I'm asking this as a five-year-old, yeah, not I'm as a, for a, friend, a specialist right? anesthetist <laughs> who actually, you know, has like got too many degrees and too many letters after my name. I'm not asking as that person. Um, there's a, a little bit of, I think, covering my my backside <laughs> in case people are going. Oh, but see, you should know that information. <laughs> yeah, well, he, and first of all, your guest was really good. Your guest did not do that at all. Your guest was just like, no. oh, that's actually a good point. Let's unpack that. Hmm. The uh, I'm thinking, I'm not a, a big American baseball fan, but I do remember when you listen to those radio, when, uh, sorry, I just gave away my age. When you listen to those radio programs, the announcing was usually a team and there were two people. So they'd be like, one guy like, 
and here he goes around on the base the second you know it's like really just like they're calling it and then there's like yeah. somebody else who had all the they used to call him the color man misogynistic but okay they used to call this person in charge of the color and their job was to fill in and make the thing more interesting and yeah, i think asking yes. really simple questions like you know i'm just asking for a friend but like yeah. how does that really work it it like sets up the frame where there's nothing wrong with you know or is everybody on the same page like are we yeah. all understanding and yeah. you, like you made a comment about uh i can kind of like half remember you made a comment about the testing times for something and like it used to be one now it's like every hour every four oh, hours every yeah the trip days testing times yeah yeah, yeah right exactly that yeah. thing. <laughs> but, but you said like yeah it was like one thing when i went to school and now they changed it and i'm like that's brilliant i don't know what that is but yeah. it sounded really important <laughs> it sounded yes, important that it be yes. done and then it work <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking if there are other anesthet as there are there are other anesthet anesthesiologists i mean this was going to be a challenging episode if there are other <laughs> anesthesiologists listening they might not have caught that memo and yeah. you know, that little split second like you know asking like a five-year-old um it's really yeah. like an honest way to do it i'm, I'm so you you nailed that when you were saying about you know, being honest about curiosity. Oh, thank um, you. I'd I like to a... say that I came up with it, but of course I didn't. I think I picked it up from <laughs> listening to another podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, but it, I think true. it, you know, I think you raise a good point there that, you know, what I love about medicine, but also what is kind of frightening about medicine is that it changes all the time mm -hmm. and you want to stay up to date. You don't want to be the one, especially in something like anaphylaxis, which can be life-threatening, right? People a friend of mine tragically lost his son to anaphylaxis a few years mm. ago. Did a tragic, one of my saddest episodes was chatting with him about that incident. Number 78, I think it was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, well done. About that. <laughs> well, it helps. It's all so, fresh in my mind. So, yeah. so hard, you know, for me not to cry during that episode and, and especially because he was, he's been a good friend of mine or a friend of mine since university days. Mm. Um, but, you know, coming back to what you were saying before that, you know, I, I think when you first qualify, you you know, for us, we've just sat our exams. We are on top of the world knowledge-wise. You throw any emergency at us and we will nail it. And it's a great feeling. And as you go through your career, you know, medicine advances, and not just medicine, I'd imagine this would be in many other fields. Right. And you get to this point, I'm sort of in the middle now, I can kind of remember that exam still. I still get post-traumatic stress as everyone <laughs> does talking about their exams. But I can see, you know, there's, there potentially is going to be a time when I'm not going to be working so much. Um, and I, I can see now, you know, I work with trainees as they're coming through, but I've also got lots of colleagues who are retiring. Mm. Um, a lot of my former bosses are, 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 you know, looking at retirement or started to retire. So you can see that perhaps... You know, there is this breadth of what people recall, what people know. You know, medicine has advanced. They might be stuck in their practice that they were doing five, ten years ago with that technique because it works for them. It works really well. And I don't want to say it's a bad technique, but there's newer techniques coming through. And it, those new techniques work really well in the hands of those people learning them and practicing them regularly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I'm trying to think about my audience, I'm trying to take everybody in take everybody as much as I can along for the ride. And I also have in mind that non-anesthetists are listening to my podcast. Clearly. Non-medical people, clearly. <laughs> and I'm very grateful, you know, non-doctors, non non-medical people. And I'm always wondering, yeah, how, especially with this episode, you picked probably one of the most technical episodes ever, uh, you know, but 
how, how do people go with with uh, you know the terminology, the concepts, and and hopefully, I mean, you tell me, you know, maybe the technology, maybe some of the technical terms might have been a bit you know hard to grasp, but you know you're, you're mastering them. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think I I don't think you blew by anything, but I was only listening at single speed. I was I know yeah. that wouldn't have worked better. Oh, <laughs> that to me is a real compliment being listened to on single speed. But you know, maybe one of the takeaways is actually there's a lot of nuance that goes into this. You know, there's a lot of, that even the experts are dealing with. Uh, and if I'm ever in a similar situation, or my friend asking for a friend, my daughter, my family members. <laughs> They have an episode of anaphylaxis or, you know, we all, you know, do we all know someone who's got a kid with a peanut allergy? You know, maybe there's something in there that they can take away and go, that's why medicine isn't always so black and white, you know. It occurs to me we probably should unpack what anaphylaxis is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you do it. Uh, Well, the one I'm thinking about, there's there's many types of anaphylaxis or there's many types of allergic reactions, I should say. But anaphylaxis is the severe type of allergic reaction. Um, the life-threatening one. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, usually you know, usually people will get it. It's usually commonly in the community. People will eat something like peanuts, and they'll get a swollen tongue, swollen eyes, a rash, start to feel really terrible, can't breathe, and then the worst thing that can happen is that you go into cardiac arrest. Hmm. And as I said, my friend lost his son; he died from it. Hmm. I, maybe that's anyway. What I, on that cheerful note. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I was thinking maybe that's what drew me in was that it somehow felt like I'm just like thinking, this is how you get in trouble, just th- talking without thinking. It felt like what you guys were discussing, like uh, I have a friend who's a first line fire responder in the city of London yeah. like, and he's got a wife and a, and a kid and like, you know, he puts on the suit and like goes into buildings and he, when I talked to him on a podcast, he was talking about there's like a curtain, there's like what everybody sees, and then there's just this little piece of material. And when you peel the curtain back, then you're like in the world of the first responders and the fires and the EMT and the police. And maybe you hear the siren when you're in the city. Yeah. But he's like, it's this whole other world behind this curtain. Um, and maybe what I liked about the episode was I felt like you guys had opened the curtain and it was okay. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand in the operating theater today and like. I'm not going to touch anything, but I'm just watching. And yeah. I, I enjoyed the way you, that you approach I me. Mean, like you clearly created an environment. You probably knew the person well enough to know what you would get when you talked to him. But you created yeah. this environment where it's like, yeah, it's okay to ask, you know, five-year-old questions here. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about podcasts? Because it feels like that entire conversation we just had also is exactly the same for people who are doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, I've often said when I first started podcasting, you know, the way, the space I want to exist in is that gray zone. You know, if it, if it's black and white, you can read it. You know, in my mm-hmm. case, in, in my workplace, you know, it's a policy document. You read it here. Here's the situation. You read it. You've got it. Okay, fine. When this happens, I do X, Y, Z. Um, and it's black and white. But podcasting, I think where the magic is, is when it's not black and white and you can dive into it and you've got to, you know, coming back to what we were talking about before, you've got to take a little bit of yourself in there with you because it's not this black and white document that exists on some server somewhere that you download so you can follow the instruction manual. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, I'm wondering, so you mentioned, uh, I think we were recording when you said it, you mentioned that you're, that you're often encountering people who are coming through on rotations or, you know, students mm. doing post, however you do that, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah we do trainees doctor, rotating through our hospitals. Yeah. Residencies, uh, yeah. I think you call Residencies. it in the US. Yes, you should have a right. word for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that you're, you're regularly, you know, seeing this turn of residents. Uh, do you feel like, I don't want to say, what have you learned from podcasting that's applied to helping residents? What I'm wondering is, it sounds like you've really changed the way you look at asking questions and maybe even how you see other people asking questions. That might lead you to like, mm, you know, you could ask your questions better or any of the Eastern yeah. emptier teacup would be a better attitude. I'm just wondering how maybe what, what, how podcasting has changed you, how that may have colored how you're interacting with residents. Or I could be completely off the end of the diving board. I don't know. No, I, I you know, I think it, it not only just residents, but patients as well. So I think there's a few things there. I think, you know, they, they, <clears throat> you talk about, people talk about active listening. And we all go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know active listening. <laughs> Which is literally not active listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, I got that. I got that, you know. <laughs> but but I, I find to be, I hope, a, a, a good interviewer. You've got to be in that moment with your guest and actively listening. And yeah. you're not thinking about the next question that you're going to ask. You're really just, I am anyway, trying to look at, listen to what is, what are they telling me? Not just the words I'm hearing, but what else am I feeling and hearing in their words? And then what you don't hear is I ask the question, I often ask it twice. Hmm. I ask it the mumbled first time. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. we <laughs> and then I ask the slick version and the uh, slick version uh, makes it into the podcast. And this, uh, so my poor trainees come to me and they're saying, geez. wow, I love, you're just so efficient. You don't ask, you don't mention, you don't do um. <laughs> There's you're not an um inside. Like, oh, you didn't hear the first version of the question, did you? Power of editing. Mm. Uh, but I do think as I've edited my podcast and I listen to myself, <laughs> You then become more critical of your so, absolutely. You know that's that's what we give people. You know that's one tip for job interviews. We say record yourself. When, when everyone was doing online job interviews, it was like it's going to be uncomfortable, but record yourself doing an online job interview. Go mm -hmm. back and watch yourself, and you are your hardest critic. Make sure you have a teddy bear because it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and well, you know that first hurdle when you first start podcasting. Of, oh my mm -hmm. god, is that what my yeah. voice sounds Hello? like? Oh, <laughs> that's what I sound like. Yes, exactly. I don't really sound like. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you you kind of I think you still get critical. And, and therefore, you do become a better question asker. And I think that makes me better in the moment with my trainees. I'm looking for those moments. What am I, not just listening to them now because I've got to supervise them from all manner of things. You know, they're sticking needles in people. They're doing invasive procedures. You know, I'm looking at the whole thing and I'm looking at what, what in this moment do I want this trainee to take away as mm. feedback or questions. And the same with my patients. You know, we have this opportunity people joke that you go into anesthesia because you don't like talking to people <laughs> and I, I i say it's the opposite i say yeah you it's there because you you have to love connecting with people i think and i've had you know, i don't want to blow my own horn here but i had one tech i'd never worked with you know we have theater techs that help us move equipment and help us move patients around and after a couple of patients i'd never worked with him before he said you are the best anesthetist i've ever worked with 
And it wasn't to do with, he had no idea what drugs I was giving, what my, you know, physical, you know, did I miss my drips or whatever. And I, I think he just loved the way I connected with my patients in those, it is literally maybe in some instances, three minutes that I mm. have with someone. And it's to, to kind of, you know, you're going in for surgery. This is a big day for you. It's huge. You're going to remember this event. Whereas, you know, I can't remember the anesthetic I gave two weeks ago. I give you know, thousands a year, it feels like. So That's why we write thousands. it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, I have this, these few precious moments to connect with you, to work out where you're at and to tailor my conversation to you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's similar themes. It's, I, you know, I can only reinvent 500 conversations so many times, but, um, but, you know, I, I like to think that that's a really important moment. And I'd like to think that perhaps through podcasting, I've actually gotten better with that. Hmm. I think there's, I, I was just thinking when you mentioned listening back to your own work, I tend to say the word so a lot as a conjunction. I start sentences, I say, so that makes me think. And I have team members who at one point swore they were going to make the so, 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 so. They were just going to edit together all of my sayings. They're like, we wouldn't have to change the pitches. We could just find one for every pitch. Um, and then I did set out going, all right, if it's that much of a thing, then it's probably a verbal tick I should remove. Um, but eventually I sort of realized that, yeah, this is who I am. I'm a little funny. I'm a little weird. So I just kind of let it play out. I'd be proud of it, Craig. It is so funny. I think you must have been listening to my conversation. I, I came home from work. I was driving home from work yesterday and I listened to the start of three podcasts on the way home. And I was telling my family. Of your own or somebody else's? Uh, someone else's. And I, I, was, I got home late, so I had very brief time with my family. And, and they, you know, we have this sort of ritual of asking, you know, say, you know, how was your day? Uh, what did you fail at? What do you think you learned? Mm. And I said, I failed. I didn't stick it out with these first two podcasts. And I said, because, you know, what I learned is I'm pretty fussy. And, uh, yeah. and I, I explained why I didn't like the first two. And, and on the way, as I was dropping my daughter off this morning, she said, Mommy, can you explain again why you didn't like the first one? First one was easy. So volume, up, up, down, up, down, up, down between the guests. I said, you know, golden rule of podcasting. <laughs> Can't touch the volume dial more than twice per episode. But yeah, or, or twice, fix it in post. You're like, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. There's post. And she like, explained to her what EQ. I said, I said how, she goes, how do you fix that? I said, well, in a simple word, EQ. And she goes, what's EQ? And I said, you know, my five-year-old, because she's literally not much older than five, you know, answer to what, <laughs> what, what EQ. And I know, we all know there's lots more other buttons you can press, you know. Sure. Um, but then the next one, coming back to what you were saying, I said there was too much waffle. Because what's waffle, mum? Mm. And I thought about, so, you know, I'm, I'm riding my bike. We're having this conversation. We're riding my bike on the way to childcare. And I said, okay, so I could ask you, how's your day? And then I said, or I could ask you, so... How's your day? Or I could ask you. Uh, so I was really wondering. It's made me really think about. Uh, I wanted to find out how's your day. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I and I gave her the first example. I said, you know, that's to the point. But do you get something else by me saying so? How's your day? You know, I said everyone's got their own taste. Sometimes it is a bit of a how's your day, but sometimes bringing some something else with your so. Mm -hmm. Is it, or whatever conjunction 
Is it a conjunction? I'll use conjunction because that's what you labelled it as. <laughs> I'm bad on grammar. <laughs> you know, maybe that adds. Oh. Those, maybe those words add. But maybe too mm. much of the words and then go, well, I'm really thinking. And, you know, I'm not reaching for my web browser. I'm not reaching for my web browser. Resist the urge. All the grammar, all the grammar freaks out there, please correct Craig and I. No. About no. <laughs> Take a long walk off a short email. No. I don't think I'm... <sighs> yeah. I find, uh, so I've, I've been doing this long enough that I'm not, nowhere near done like learning, but. I've like made some, oh, that's an egregious, like, oh, I did that at how many episodes? And I really think it's helpful to to get, I'm going to say skewered, like listen to an episode and go, I'm like, I'm listening to myself and I'm thinking, dude, shut up. <laughs> now, Be one so. might wonder, why didn't you edit it out, Craig? But that's a different thing. A lot of times I like to listen to, well, back then I was listening to the raw recordings and then a finished edited recording. Um, but I really think the squirm, like the, oh, that's uncomfortable. And you, you're doing the stress sweat. I think that's really helpful for learning. I, I don't, I don't know that that's the best way for everybody to learn everything, but when it's me doing it to myself, I, that's a really a good way for me to know this is important brain. Like what, why did you, you know, have that verbal blah, 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 yeah. and then like track it down. Yeah. Um, and I, I found that. I don't, I don't know that I want to say people listening should go do that because I really think a lot of people who listen to me, my mom, I think a lot of people who listen to me are already pretty good at podcasting. My mom actually does not listen. <laughs> I, I don't think my mom knows what a podcast is. <clears throat> so yeah, like my mom wants to hear me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. She wants to use this thing called the telephone. Not for text messaging, uh, but yes, to hear your exactly. voice. Actually, yes, have exactly. a voice call. Fortunately, yeah. she's close enough. I can. We usually have Sunday dinner, so usually oh, it's like, ding dong, hey. Nice. Um, yeah. What? All right. So now that you've the the great thing about this is I'm like this. A lot of times I'm having conversations with people, and I've never had a chance to talk to them before. But you and I have actually talked pretty much. Um, yeah. But I'm just like this isn't new at all. I feel like it's just another conversation with Susie. <laughs> exactly. No surprises. Uh, but my thought that I was having is what um, what's coming to mind for you around maybe where you're going to go with podcasting? Like, because I don't. What I was thinking is like, what's something I don't know? Like, well, what are you going to do next with podcasting? Or are you starting to feel? I don't think so. But are you starting to feel constrained creatively? Like you want to make something completely different about bicycling, or I don't know. Oh, good <clears throat> questions, Craig. Um, we mentioned briefly pod fade before. before we yeah, that was before we were recording too. I wasn't, yeah. oh, awesome. I wasn't reaching back for that, but that's a great <laughs> callback. Um, and I, I think it's, this is, I think the fourth or fifth year of the podcast now. Um, and as I said, it's, it, to me, the podcast <laughs> is, is kind of reflected my career. So when I first started, it was, the pandemic, I was the president of the Australian Society of Anesthetists and I just wanted to get information out quickly. We had mm. anesthetists around Australia emailing me, messaging <clears throat> me, contacting me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter when it was called Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Saying, <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> that uh, uh, saying, what do we do? What, what PPE do we need? Do we, everyone mm. overseas is wearing N95 masks, P2 masks. I've never heard of an N95. They're getting fit tested, you know, all these things. So much lack of information. Mm. And I, in my role as president, we had this great network of 
presidents of the other anesthesia societies, so from the US, the UK, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, and we were meeting regularly. And I was getting great information. You know, UK had fit testing in place. Canada had fit testing, but it had gone. You know, we are getting all this intel and I wanted to be able to address some of these answers, uh, address some of these questions because I was getting them asked so frequently. So I think that was, you know, the first thing you realise about podcasting is the efficiency. You can just have these informative <laughs> things and people ask you these questions and you go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. And then if you have more questions, come back to me and you, you come yeah. back into a more informed conversation. Uh, so that, you know, that was the first iteration, but, you know, I'm not thankfully president forever. And when I transitioned, <laughs> handed over the role of presidency, I thought, well, do I want to keep going? And if I do, I can't be speaking as the president. That's misleading. And in fact, someone pointed out to me, my trailer still says I'm the president. I mean, I am overdue in need of an update of the trailer. Whoops, <clears throat> you know, so used to just pumping out the content and not always going back and reviewing it. But I thought, you know, by this stage, you know, it's an incredible position because I had met so many anaesthetists from around the world, from around Australia, uh, and the net, my network had just grown. I hate that word network, but, you know, the number of people I could reach had grown. If someone, and I've had that, I've had trainees come up to me and say, I'm thinking about doing my fellowship in XYZ place, hmm. um, but... You know, I know one person. You don't happen to know anyone else, and for me, Indeed it's I do. two or three clicks away. You know, right, if I yeah. exactly, if I know a few, and if not, I can find out a few very quickly. So, I thought also within that, I, I thought there's, you know, anesthetists are quite incredible people. They're quite interesting. We have varied interests, and I, I really then thought the podcast is about, to me, showcasing the breadth and the depth of talent of anaesthetists in Australia. So that that became over the last few years the big you know mm. motivation for the podcast and the incredible support also that the ASA the Australian Society of Anaesthetists has continued to provide me in being able to deliver the podcast. Um and then it's interesting and you know we talked about podfade I'm like ah oh, is this still where I'm at you know as as I've left that role you know there's is my network still as big? I'm also planning a sabbatical later this year where I'll be hopefully based in Europe. So my geographical shift will be, you know, mm. location will be different. And, I'm, and and that's where the questions of, you know, what what is this podcast still? You know, I, I think podcasting won't change in that it is still a great way of connecting with people and – I think as long as I am intrigued and curious about anaesthetists in Australia, there'll be something in there that makes me want to do it. But then, you know, in answer to your other question, what other podcasts are there? If I had all the time in the world, if I could be a full-time podcaster, what else is there? Well, I've got, I've actually got one, which I love, one of my favorite ones. It's not published and I don't know if it ever will be, but I've got one with my daughter, uh, it's called the podcast of magical animals. You can't find it, as I said, it's not published. And it's mm. she. She comes. We've been doing it over the last few years, and she comes up with a magical animal, and she comes up with the name and everything. And I just ask her a few questions about it, and they're sort of like five to ten minute episodes. Um, 
She hasn't yet given me the permission to publish. She's not sure she wants her <laughs> voice out say, there yet. <laughs> fortunately, she's a minor and you're the parent, exactly. so you can just sign off on that. <laughs> uh, but she keeps, you know, and it's, it's been fascinating as her as her imagination has grown, has developed, as her vocab mm. has. Just, uh, you know, it's a great – so that – and um, – I haven't explored the world of kids podcasting that much, but when I first looked into it, there wasn't much out there for children to listen to that was for them. And again, I think they like listening to stuff that other children have created. Um, there was a similar one, which is what's inspired her. I think it's actually got a similar name. And she listened to a few episodes of it. That was only one series long, I think, but she listened to all mm. the episodes a few times and, and she said, is there anything else out there like this, mummy? And I was like, I can't, on my searching, I can't find anything. So mm. here you go. Why don't you make your own? So potentially, potentially that one. <laughs> mm, we shall see. Yeah. Well, um, much as I hate to say it, uh, I have no shortage of questions, but <laughs> we need to stop somewhere. Um, I guess maybe one last, so you're coming to Europe. Let's see what else comes to mind. Um, I guess I could give it back to you. What's, do you have any last questions for me? Just for something completely different. Oh, yeah. I usually love being on the interviewing side of things. Especially I, when you get no warning, right? <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I was impressed on the recent uh, pod call that we had over the weekend. You mentioned a prefix. Oh, yes. Well, that's Craig nerding out with technology. Well, that's what I'm curious about. The prefixes Craig or Craig nerding out with technology? Craig nerding out with technology. Cause, oh. Like, I've, uh. I've tried listening to a few podcasts on Podcast 2.0. Do you understand all of that? I, I kind of, you know. Yes. Know the, oh, see, I thought so. I just assumed. I was like, if there's one person in this world that I know who would understand this, because I'm a bit like you. When you listen to my podcast on anaphylaxis, I listen to podcasts on Podcast 2.0. And podcast. Autodidact, they call that, yeah. I'm like, gee, what all these like suffixes and people paying directly and, you know, all this sort of stuff. I'm like. It's interesting. Like where does does this knowledge come from? Where where do you get this? Um, I'm too dumb to stop reading. (laughs) I just keep keep clicking and reading and clicking and reading. And um, the other thing is. It's, um, do you know the phrase, it's turtles all the way down? It's like an Indian mythological, <clears throat> what, you know, no. what's under the world? It's a giant turtle. Well, what's, uh-huh. And then the kids go, what's under the turtle? Another turtle. Like it's just turtles all the way down. It's like an Indian mythological thing. Uh-huh. I don't know where I got that, but the internet and technology, I always joke, it's just turtles all the way down. So every single piece <clears throat> of everything that we do for podcasting, you, you know that it, there's no magic, right? You know that if you dug far enough or look far enough, you'd find, oh, there's a piece of software that does that. Or oh, like just when you learn to edit software, when you learn editing, you're like, how does that work? Then you see, oh, that's actually a special skill. And then you realize there's a whole industry for that. Um, So anybody who finds themselves completely lost, just keep doing what Susie's doing, which is like saying, okay, so the five-year-old question is, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how, (laughs) what is, how can there be a a 2.0 version of podcasting? What are you talking about changing? And then, you know, they'll give you an answer and like, you just keep asking those questions. But you really have to convince yourself that, that the world is knowable, that if I ask enough questions and get enough good answers, that I can figure this thing out. Um. Podcasting itself is actually really simple as far as the internet goes. The internet is, oh, is it complicated? Oh, my goodness. Oh, turtles all the way down. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I like the turtle hanging. imagery. 
And people are like, what's with the podcasting 2.0 and the prefixes? We're not going to tell you because we're out of time. So I'm really not going to. No, it's not. Um, <clears throat> uh, if you're really dying, you can look up how to have, send me an email and ask me and I'll try and help. Uh, oh, but in being all serious, um, it was terrific to get a chance to talk to you. Um, <laughs> without feeling guilty about I should be exercising. Uh, so it was a pleasure. <laughs> no guilt intended when I do that, by No, but it's just like Susie shows up on her bike like, hey, you schlubs, I'm already getting <laughs> No, so, it's just so I'm so apart. time poor. It's like I, I love chatting to you all. I love listening more and I, I know I can – just look sweaty. We love it. I trust you. I trust you that I that I can look sweaty in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> just janking your chain. Uh, it was terrific to talk to you, and I really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Craig. It's been terrific chatting with you, and I hope that you keep being curious and creative. <laughs>